Namaste. My name is Neelima. Welcome to Reflections Along the Way podcast where you will be listening to reflections from learnings and experiences along my life's journey. Previously, we had seen how vasanas or the different thought textures do not allow us to see the divinity in us even though we are essentially divine and we've seen that there are different kinds of human beings and you know in the uh, past lesson we've seen how there's a path to everyone no matter what uh, kind of human being you are to experience that divinity but what is it that makes all the human beings so different there are different thoughts that give rise in all of us at any different uh, uh, moment and the concentration of these type of thoughts is what determine which texture is playing a predominant role in us in vedanta the textbooks have classified these different thought textures into three they are called gunas and they are sattva rajas and tamas Sattva is when the thoughts are pure and very noble. Rajas is when the thoughts are passionate and agitated and you know you want to constantly do stuff. Tamas is when the thoughts are very dull, inactive, lazy and so on. These different thought textures in various proportions and permutations actually determine what kind of personality each of us has. And any day any time any moment all of us have one of these three textures which play a predominant role for example before we like fully wake up in the morning we feel very like you know sluggish and sleepy sometimes and at that time we are under the influence of tamasic uh, texture of thought during the day when we are busy doing maybe work at office or at home or whatever rajas is playing a more significant role defining the uh, the texture of thoughts that we are having at that moment maybe when we are listening to some wise words or wisdom from uh, uh, books such as bhagavad gita then a sattvic mood is more predominant in our minds in all these three gunas or thought textures sattva is the subtlest of them all it is when we are having that you know peace and feel like very serene and uh, we are creative and very clear in our minds that is when the mind is in a sattvic mood rajas is that condition when we are like very agitated we are very ambitious and uh, we have so many desires and uh, we have so many emotions and we are restless trying to uh, do all these activities which are desire prompted and tamas is a state of mind when we are lazy we procrastinate we are careless it's when we don't have like consistency in purpose that's when there's no nobility in actions that describes a state of mind when it is tamasic so every thought texture even sattva is a form of bondage but because sattvic mind is purified of any agitations or it's purified of the carelessness or you know the tamasic effects of the mind 
it allows us to experience this greater joy and inner peace and a subtler understanding even then it is still attached to the world of objects and emotions and thoughts so that is why even a satvik mind is denied the higher joy of self a chain no matter if it's an iron chain or a golden chain it's still going to bind you right and uh, satvik mind is compared to the golden chain in that particular analogy when we experience that subtle inner peace or creative thinking when we are in satvik mind it is so inspiring and it's so joyful that we will sacrifice anything around us in order to experience those subtle joys for example a scientist working very self dedicatedly in the lab or a painter painting something in his studio or a poet who is absorbed in his words and you know uh, visions all these are examples of a person who experiences the joy of living in satvik mood these people who are experiencing this thrills this joy of that subtle wisdom and uh, inner poise and creativity and uh, peace they may become as much bound to their joyful activities as much as the people who are experiencing the thrills of material satisfaction when we are experiencing rajasic thoughts then the mind is like full of thoughts associated with passions and there are tons of urges desires and emotions that are constantly going on in the mind and as soon as a person fulfills one desire then the next desire is coming right after it so it's desire after desire after desire that is like in a queue and it's always robbing us of peace and joy in the mind because there's always this constant queue of desires and the rajasic person is always anxious to have more and they can never keep quiet they feel like they must act and uh, it's either to earn and spend or save or protect whatever they've earned so far and they're either anxious to have more or they're fearful that they may lose whatever they have gained so far when a person is under the influence of tamasic thought texture we lose that capacity to discriminate between what is right and what is wrong and it binds us to the lower nature and we are confused about everything and there is misconceptions about everything in life because of the carelessness and laziness if somebody wants to leave behind this way of life this tamasic life then he must first raise himself to lead a rajasic life and then evolve further into sattva so to kind of summarize the difference between these three gunas sattva rajas and tamas sattva is like a a fan which is revolving in such a tremendous speed that you don't even realize it's revolving and it's full of motion it appears as though there is no activity but in reality it's characterized with the maximum activity like a great poet or thinker who is absorbed in deep contemplation all the time that person is satvik by nature rajas can be compared to a fan in 
motion. So uh, a passionate person or a passionate youth who is like, you know, full of activity is rajasic in nature. And tamas can be compared to a fan which is motionless. So a tamasic person is a person who wastes all the time in laziness and uh, sleep with no activity at all. Every human being experiences all these three types of thought textures. But the degree in which any of these textures is predominant determines the type to which a person belongs. In India, the four different uh, gradations in the caste system, it's nothing but these varying degrees of uh, combinations of thought textures. But historically, it's been misinterpreted and misused. And today, that is what the caste system is being known as. But originally, these four castes are determined not by ancestry, like where or who they are born to, nor by the type of work they do. It's determined by that person's inner temperament. So the Brahmin is one who is predominantly sattvic, exhibiting very little rajas and minimal traces of tamas. And the Bhagavad Gita says that this category of people, you can recognize them by the purity, the way they are forgiving, the uh, self-restraint, self-control, the righteousness, noble, nobility in thoughts, knowledge, etc. So priests, great thinkers, poets, all of them belong to this category. The next category is the Kshatriya. Kshatriya predominantly has Rajasic qualities with a little of Sattva and Tamas mixed in. Uh, according to Bhagavad Gita, the people in this category, they have generosity, leadership qualities, they exhibit splendor. So basically in a community, leaders such as presidents, community activists, all of these fall into this category. The next class or the category is the Vaishyas. Vaishyas have less of Sattva and Rajas and more of Tamas. Uh, people such as traders and business people, they fall in this category. The Shudra category has a majority of uh, Tamas with a little of Rajas and minimal traces of Sattva. This category includes people who work on simple tasks which doesn't involve too much thinking or activity and uh, they are motivated largely by uh, the direction given by somebody else. These days, these classifications, they are very misinterpreted and they've lost much of their meaning. They In the society, it's become more of like hereditary birthright in terms of which category one belongs to. And it's a very superficial distinction of these categories and it divides the society into castes. So people have this belief that these four castes are based upon and uh, they are determined by where they are born and which family they belong to. And this confusion is there because the ancient masters uh, who were also great psychologists who studied the minds very deeply, they suggested that certain types of work are best suited to people belonging to a certain class of mental and intellectual thought textures. This intention was just to guide people who were not such well-versed to decide for themselves what sort of uh, work is best suited to them. 
However, when this was suggested by these masters, it was not like a rigid rule. Anyone can pick any selection that they think they are suited for. And anyone can transform oneself from Shudra to a Vaishya or Kshatriya or Brahmin or vice versa. And historically, there's so many examples of mental transformation in um, Hindu history. But as time passed, people have forgotten the basis of this classification and they wrongly identified these uh, caste systems based on where a person is born to, which family a person is born to. Generally, a priest in the temple is considered a Brahmin without like, you know, no matter how well-versed he is in the study of scriptures or practicing what he is studying. This is completely far from the truth. A true Brahmin is one who is very evolved in mind and intellect, who studied and, you know, understood the scriptural teachings and who practices the noble qualities that he has studied. And this person can be found in any religion, any country, any community. He doesn't necessarily have to be a Hindu or an Indian or a Christian or anything. Now, to achieve this transformation, to go from one category to another category, for example, from Shudra to Vaishya or a Kshatriya or a Brahmin, there has to be self-effort. Depending on which thought textures are predominant in a person, the person has to put an effort which is necessary to evolve. For example, a tamasic person has to put in a lot of effort to shake off his laziness and, you know, and get into doing some activity, both mentally and physically, and for himself to evolve into a sattvic person. Whereas a rajasic person, he's already active, but that activity is directed towards enjoying the sense objects and the materialistic gains. That person has to just change the direction of the activity or thoughts to become pure. For the sattvic person, very little effort is needed to contemplate on the truth. That, uh, a sattvic person is ready to self-realize. He or she just need to contemplate and meditate on the self. Now, each of these thought textures, they create a veil over our true nature, which is the pure self. Even the sattvic thought texture creates that veil. Sattvic desires veil the self like smoke covering the fire. Like if there is a, a small breeze also, the smoke is removed. So a little bit of prayer or meditation can remove that sattvic desire. Now, rajasic desires are compared to like dust on mirror. So, in this case, if you want to remove that dust, you have to put more effort to wipe off the dust. So, in order to wipe off that dust which covers the self, various religious practices and paths uh, teach us how to get rid of such desires to exhaust the vastness. And a person with tamasic desires, it's like as though the pure self is like a fetus in the womb. So such 
desires they cannot be removed easily at all there has to be a lot of effort from this stage if one has to evolve there has to be a lot of time and patience just like how fetus needs to evolve into a baby and then come out of the womb every one of these gunas satvik rajasik or tamasik they are an expression of our ignorance of our true nature so one who has crossed over all these gunas they have transcended this equipment of mind and intellect and they are no longer affected mentally by any condition he or she is like infinitely joyful because for that person the ordinary experiences of joy and sorrow they no longer supply like uh, uh, any special experience as such so that person lives beyond these mental agitations in the mind always peaceful and blissful thank you for listening to today's reflections if you'd like to connect with me please visit bluishmuse.com Until next time namaste